Deegan for the first time in 50 years. Kansas City Chiefs are your Super Bowl champions. Welcome to Quarter Circle Backboard. I'm Chris Mitchell here delivering to you the sports that you like and the video games that I like. But this time I'm not alone because why would I be? This is such a joyous day. Post Super Bowl Sunday when your team's the winner. I, I cannot be alone today. So you know what? I'm going to just throw this guy out right now. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Andrew Mitchell. How you doing, buddy? Doing great. And yes, <laughs> I can dig it. <laughs> you bet yeah. I can dig it. Some of you might recognize Andy Mitchell from uh, such hits as uh, Sports Saturday 2. From last season, of course, Circle Backboard. Uh, maybe you listened to Kino Circle Backboard a couple weeks ago. Slash last week, if you listened to it in podcast form. Anyways, he's up in Iowa right now. Going crazy. Doing backflips. Um, yep, I'm doing backflips as we speak. And Right now, mid-call. In the middle of the call, man. Because that, that's, that's just what happens, man. That's just what happens when your team wins the Super Bowl for the first time in 50 years. Where should we start? What what takes can we get off right now? What takes can we get off right now? Can we talk about how um, Damian Williams is uh, RB1? Oh, yeah. Um... We can start with that. <laughs> Why not? Do we want to talk about how the Chiefs turned into the Temptations for one play? <laughs> <laughs> we can do that. Can we talk about all the times Richard Sherman looked like an absolute fool out there in one-on-one situations? <laughs> Do we want to talk about that? His leg almost fell off. Can we, talk, can we talk about how Sammy Watkins almost ruptured his Achilles? Oh, God. It was in that moment. Yeah, could, do we want- it was in that moment we could hear Del Rivas laugh from wherever he lives. Probably, probably on the. Do we want coast. to talk about? Do we want to talk about uh, Kendall Fuller ripping the ball out of Emmanuel Sanders' hand? <laughs> we could do that. We could do that. There's a lot of stuff to talk about. Um, yeah. <laughs> Can we talk about how people don't really know how to analyze what makes a quarterback good or bad in a game? Really? They, like like they don't know what to look quarterback at. Quarterback or cornerback? Quarter. Quarterback or cornerback? The guy who I mean, throws the football, not the guy who's trying to catch it. Okay. I mean, both of those statements are fairly true, but yeah, we can let's roll with the, let's roll with your thought experiment. Uh, okay. Um, someone was actually talking about this earlier slash last night about how I think the inclination is that the inclination to say Mahomes had like a bad game because it was all like unforced Mahomes errors. I mean, it implies that the reason like the score was like this is because of unforced Patrick Mahomes errors and not due to 40, the 49ers matching up fairly well. I would even say good, possibly even great. Against the personnel that yeah. the Chiefs had out on the field, and for a while it was oh, it was neck and neck. The 49ers had some, you know, made some darn good plays, you know, generating some pressure. Honestly, what I'm trying to say is, I'd be surprised, or I feel like the inclination would be, I don't know, if Mahomes wasn't doing that or was doing that without the pressure that the 49ers were generating without. The 49ers covering, you know, these skill position players the way that they were. 
in the third quarter. Um, yeah, then I'd be inclined to say that um, Mahomes was having an uncharacteristically bad uh, outing. But I feel like for the most part, it's, this was just a matter of two teams who matched up fairly evenly with each other, really. Who were sort oh, of... Oh, yes. It's, at least on like, offense. I mean, at least as far as like Chiefs offense and Niners defense... Yeah, it felt a lot like a just a coin flip, yeah. um, at least in the buildup. Because you could easily make the case for either one of those teams coming out on top, except for, which we could get into it, the QB versus QB matchup. Uh, but, um, yeah. I feel like this I is... mean, we saw a lot. We saw a lot of this in like um, the Chiefs' matchup with the Patriots earlier this year. I feel like they're the defense that's the most similar to the 49ers. And how they played the Chiefs. At least in terms I mean, of talent. If it weren't in terms right, of talent. and if it weren't for if it weren't for the Damian Williams backdoor cover for like the alternate spread, I mean, it would have <laughs> been I think the same. It would have been like pretty much the same score as it was like in the Chiefs Patriots matchup. What what, what and, was that like twenty four twenty or something? Yeah, twenty four twenty twenty three twenty something like that. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, what really matters is, well, I mean, what I think matters is just that he managed to do what he needed to do, even if it wasn't looking all that great all game. Um, still managed to put on a legendary fourth quarter. Um, and I can tell you one thing. Um, I did the classic Sports thing when I was watching this in the Daily Iowa newsroom. Shout to Daily when Iowa. They, when he, shout to the Daily Iowa. Um, we love student media. Go for it. Um, when he, when he tossed that um, touchdown, when he tossed that touchdown past the Kelsey, I jumped up in, jumped up from the sofa I was sitting in and almost, fell, and I literally just fell over in back into the sofa very clumsily, and I had to run out, get a drink of water. And basically delapse. It's like this is how you knew it was coming. Yeah. You knew it was going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. I I tried to keep my composure, but as soon as Damian Williams busted off that backdoor cover touchdown run, or I guess it was a pass, wasn't it? Uh, it was did, it count, did it count run. as a pass? It was a run. Okay. But it was just a straight up run. Okay. Um. Around the edge, anyways. Yeah, I think that's when I just absolutely lost my mind because even though like the Chiefs popped off like two touchdowns in like under five minutes, I was like, okay, yeah, Niners could still theoretically get themselves back into it. Uh, Kittle or whoever could probably you know get like a you know a deep bomb in double coverage or something because that's just kind of the receiver is. We can talk about George Kittle in a second. Or they could. Iowa baby. <laughs> Is that the Iowa rep you want <laughs> coming out of this game? Oh, we got we got we got the Iowa rep. The only Iowa rep we need is uh, Ben Ben Neiman. Yep, shout out to Ben, ben Neiman here, everybody. Ben Neiman and who else? And, and um, what Anthony Hitchens, I think. Yeah, I think so. Ben, I think it's Ben Hitchens. Neiman. I think it, yeah, I think it's like or at least like one of the linebackers. Yeah. Sure Ragland or no yeah. Ragland came from Alabama. Yeah, it's probably Hitchens. Anyways, yeah, it was either that. Yeah, 
Yeah, on, there's I, just so much to talk about. I'm getting like over associated right now. No, like, like where, literally though, where do you even start? No, really, I thought after like that Kelsey touchdown pass, I was like, okay. I mean, they could probably do a, a couple quick uh, Devo Samuel jet sweeps or whatever, just to try to get themselves in the field goal position, or yeah, maybe like the thing a, that they've been. The thing that they've been killing the Chiefs with Shanahan. all night, they we did need talk, that. We need to talk about you, Shanny. We need to talk about you, we Cowboy. Need to have we, need, we need to talk. To, I, we need to talk directly to you right now, because Shanahan, I mean, we know you're listening. We know, we know you're listening, buddy. We know Girl Circle Backward is your favorite sports show. We know. We know we're very influential and very famous, very handsome, and also wealthy. But listen, you had probably one of the most innovative. Most entertaining to watch, most well executed by like on like every level really. Run games in the NFL in the last five years, which it can be kind of hard if you don't know like what you're looking for to make it to establish a run that is also very entertaining to watch for the eyes. That isn't just you know a finesse back or whatever. Going like two yards, two yards, three yards, 60 yards or something like that. The way that the 49ers were able to sort of block at like every level and block well, just to sort of like, I don't know, try to keep the Chiefs defense at bay worked really, really well. And I thought that was going to be their bread and butter to sort of like run out the clock and maybe take them in like, I don't know, a 20 to 17 type situation. Excuse me. But no. No, sorry, Bob. Absolutely not. Kyle was like, have we considered the forward pass yet? He considered the forward pass. He considered the forward pass. I was like, you know what? You know what could take us to the Holy Land? You know what could stun on him real good? Paisano Alex Smith. And look at him. Look what Mama happened. Mia. Mama, <laughs> Mama Mia, man. Look what happened. Look Jimmy at them Jim- now. <laughs> Just look at you. <sighs> I mean, and Sanders had him beat, man. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah, for sure. On that he deep had him, ball. They had him dead to right. Exactly. And it just, I mean, right over his nose. Yeah, I mean, Watts probably could have made a play on the ball if he was, like, in better position. But Sanders, if he just held his arms out and that ball was placed a little bit better, that would have been money. But, nope. Nope, 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 just all the way over through that man, just beyond like the realm of any sort of catch. Um, I'll tell you what though, um, at the beginning of the game, I had, even though the Chiefs like punted to start, I had the feeling of, oh my God, they're going to win. I, as in like, oh my God, the Chiefs are going to win when the 49ers forced a punt and then settled for the field goal, I thought to myself, oh, they shouldn't have done that. Oh, my God. I mean, there were many, I, there, were many t- there were a couple times where they the just settled. The second one. Where they settled the for, second yeah, one was worse. Yeah, that one was. Fourth and two. That was, <laughs> that was really egregious, which, I mean. That was really bad. Shanahan picked some interesting times to trust his quarterback and then absolutely not trust his quarterback. One would argue Here, that he picked, I mean, the, he, he picked the exact incorrect times. To trust and not trust this quarterback. One would argue. 
but I digress. Actually, I don't. I'm going to keep this well, going. Let's Jimmy. keep talking about it. I mean, you have – it's the some decision-making away. This really could have been, like, either the the big difference between, like, a Debo Samuel Super Bowl MVP versus the Patrick Mahomes Super Bowl MVP. I agree. Actually, do you want to know where what, like, moment I was like, the Chiefs have a shot in this, like an actual shot. Is when Shanahan didn't take that timeout before the two-minute warning. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I know what you're talking about. No. I mean, well, there was that. There was that timeout, but also that time where he just, where he refused to take a timeout and just let that clock run down. So two times he could have taken a timeout and chose not to. And then they just, like, couldn't get anywhere on their last possession and then just had to take a knee. Head into the locker room. So I'm like, yeah, man. <laughs> that was like one of those times where it's like, who could? Everywhere, like in the back of your mind, as like a Chiefs fan, you're always thinking about Andy Reid clock management. So I was like, what's the one thing that could theoretically keep the Chiefs in this game? And ladies and gentlemen, it's Kyle Shanahan clock management. <laughs> <laughs> That's not bad clock management. This is bad clock management. <laughs> and really, honestly, Chiefs were. Man, Shannon really needs to get a Super Bowl until he's like 50. Yeah. I mean, he. I think he needs. You know what he needs? He needs like a dedicated <laughs> clock management guy. Yeah. So here's the thing. I mean, I say here this, here's the thing a lot, but honestly, though. Here's the thing. The thing with Patrick Mahomes is that in that offense is that the way in which they can score touchdowns and the way in which they can march down the field and do it quickly, it can almost, almost a good portion of the time offset the way Andy Reid manages the clock. If that makes any sense. yeah, this is an observation that, like, other people have had, too. Like, Reed and Mahomes are, like, a match made in heaven. Like, with how he plays football, there's, like, almost no way, like, Reed could get in his own way, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, um, I one other, the other play that comes to mind is the um, 60-yard touchdown bomb to Watkins in the AFC um, championship. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? That's how that's how I knew it when it really like solidified it for me that this is this is different. This is a different time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh so aggro. Okay. Final score of the game of Super Bowl fifty four or something. Fifty four, right? Um yes. 54. Right, yeah, because 50 years since the one Super Bowl. Super Bowl 54. That's fun. Yeah. It's always it's nice when... It's, it's always fun. nice when that sort of, like, happens anyways. Kansas City Chiefs 31, San Francisco 49ers 20. Both teams finished this season with a 15-4 and record. Kansas City Chiefs scored 21 points in the fourth quarter. Um, let's get into some numbers real quick. Jimmy Garoppolo. Against that defense. Against that defense. The 49ers defense as a whole averaged about 100 and... 
260-ish passing yards per game. And the Chiefs put up 114 passing yards in the fourth quarter. Just going to let you marinate on that for a second. Jimmy Garoppolo, your quarterback for the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, 31 attempts, 20 completions. So, yeah, they did force them to throw the ball a little bit here. Um, f- uh, for uh, clarity's sake, I do not expect Garoppolo to just like, I don't know, play the way he's been playing for like the past couple of games. I did not expect him to end this game with less than at least 15 pass attempts or at least 20 passing attempts, 219 yards, one touchdown, two picks. Uh, your leading rusher was Raheem Mostert, 12 carries, 58 yards, one touchdown. Debo Samuel, three carries, 53 yards, no touchdowns, but just an absolute dog, an absolute killer on those jet sweeps. Debo Samuel also had five receptions for 39 yards, zero touchdowns. Um, only passing touchdown went to the fullback, Kyle Juszczyk. Three receptions, 39, yeah. 39 yards, one touch. Ravens legend, Kyle Juszczyk. Could you imagine if Kyle was on the Ravens right now? <laughs> um, just imagine. <laughs> Boy, howdy, dude. Imagine that. Emmanuel Sanders, three yards, or <laughs> not three yards, three receptions, 38 yards. And then George Kittle. Uh, four receptions, 36 yards, zero touchdowns. Huh. Hmm. Huh. Huh. Wait a second. Huh. Interesting. Hold on. Can you read that back just one more time? Um, George Kittle, uh, the bona fide people's candidate for top tight end in the country. Well, four receptions, yeah, 36 yards. In the Super Bowl. How did that happen? How, how did that happen? How could this happen? I'm just, hmm. Interesting. Man, that OPI. That OPI, man. Oh, man. Oh, buddy. Yeah, we got. We probably got to talk about that, too. We got to talk about that OPI, which, I mean... No. It was OPI. It was not OPI against Kyle Rudolph. In that Vikings Saints game, if you remember that. Yeah. That goal line fade. It was not OPI then. It was OPI now. I mean, okay. okay. <laughs> like, I don't know what else to like. Sure. All right. I mean, then. I guess we, we might be able to thank some Saints fans for making a. For making a big old stink and big old suck about it. Yeah, that's Saints, probably why they called it. Honestly, the real winner tonight is Saints fans. <laughs> or the real MVPs are the Saints fans. Saints fans, if you're out there, if you're listening, thank you. Chiefs fans appreciate it and all the work you do day in and day out to yell about the rest. Matthew, Matthew Terry, this one's for you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so, yeah, there's that. How do you feel about that um, Damian Williams touchdown? Um, I felt like, okay, so for a lot of, like, the, you know, good, like, positive, like, cheese plays that happen, I would be like, I know, I do, like, the classic, like, sports thing. It's just like, yeah, just, like, jump up and just, like, go, woo, stuff like that. But the thing is, 
for those last two touchdowns, I didn't like scream or shout. What I simply did was I went, I gasped twice. Yep. Stood up, still as a statue, you know, biting on my sweatshirt. Because, you know, it's, there's just something really like terrifying about this happening. Something that is definitely not supposed to happen. It's like you're seeing a glitch in the Matrix. You know what I mean? Yep. Something that is not supposed to happen is happening before your very eyes. Wait, are you talk- just- I'm talking about the play where it looked like he kind of stepped out of bounds. Yes, I'm, I'm talking. That's what I'm talking about. Too. Okay. Um, unbiased opinion. He was in. Um, that's wait, why you wear white cleats, fellas. That's, that's, why why you wear, you <laughs> that's why you wear white cleats, white shoelaces. Yeah, that's why you do it. It, so it would have me. gotten really hairy if he was wearing, like, I don't know, black cleats or a darker color. Shout out to me to comes for that observation, by the way. That's why, yeah, I wore, you mean that's why, she wear, that's why uh, you wear white cleats. Um, <laughs> are you a disciple of uh, that Boise State, Oregon, Las Vegas Bowl, Andy? Or the 1949 Rose Bowl. I think it was the Rose well, Bowl. Well, I may not be. Well, I may not be. I know who is. <laughs> oh, my God. I. Oh, wow. That's probably. Like one of the coolest things I've ever seen in a football game. And it's something that they had to pull out of their hats from like. Over 50 years ago, 60 almost. Oh, yeah. Shoot. Um, this is like in the elder days of football. Like, you can't even find a video of it anywhere. You really can't. I tried. You, you <laughs> really good. tried? Yeah, that's always like look up um, look up uh, Notre Dame box formation on YouTube. It's like, okay. <laughs> I can't. You can't. <laughs> you can't. <laughs> you have to look up a picture or something. Man. Wow. That's and they were spinning in sync, all that. They look good. They could have been on stage at the halftime show. So Woo! That first half was so fun. Just doing, they were just like, you know, even as, even if it wasn't like the best, like half for a Chiefs team ever, still so fun. Watching all this cool, this cool stuff being broke out. Because you know, Andy had that in the bag, or has had that in the bag for like a long time, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like as soon as I don't know. Last time he went to the Super Bowl, as soon as that was over, he was already game. Like, man, I want to try that. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, like I feel like that's what separates like pretty good coaches from like the great coaches or like really great coaches is that sure. guys like Belichick or Reed. And they're in their off time. Instead of not thinking about football, they uh, they openly and infrequently and often try to think of ways to improve football, or try to come up with or try to come up with new stuff. So they're just gym rats, man. Is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> out here grinding. Out here grinding tape day in and day out. This is this him is, and Bienemy. I think. I think Bienemy's got that too a little bit. Just oh, grinding yeah. tape, trying to trying to pick apart like what might work and what might not work. 
so glad we get to we're going to have them for another year because the rest of the NFL are so cool. <sighs> yeah, they're stupid. They're pretty dumb if we're keeping it a stack. But you know what? Just as the just as the uh, Belichick and the Patriots feast off of the rest of the NFL being stupid, so can the Chiefs in this scenario. That's right. Honestly, though, this is like the one thing I was really hoping for is that the Chiefs would try to do like the um, Patriots thing and not be stupid. They weren't stupid. They weren't stupid. And that's and that's crazy to me because usually the Chiefs are always good for like one or two dumb things per season that sort of like cost them in the long run. But nope, not this time. Nope. Not this time. Not even. No. <laughs> <laughs> it never happened. It never happened. No. No. Not this time. Didn't happen. Um, I think we're going to take a quick break. Uh, when we come back, we'll talk more about the Super Bowl real quick probably for the rest of the show, then we're probably going to talk about some Zion Williamson. So Andy, your homework during this break, uh, look up some Zion Williamson highlights. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. Again, this is Core Circle Backboard right here on KCLU 88.1 FM and KCLU.FM. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Walk-Ons, Mizzou's most insightful sports talk from your favorite bench warmers is now available to listen anytime, anywhere. After every Friday's show with Ben Krakow, Chase Phillips, and Garrett Jones, we post a podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, the Anchor Podcast app, and anywhere else you get podcasts. We're also on Twitter at KCOU Walk-Ons. End your week with preferred walk-ons, a part of KCOU Sports, and now streaming. Mother, mother ocean. Hi, I'm Jimmy Buffett. West Indian manatees are one of the most unique animals on earth, and we're still finding out so many new things about them. But manatees are endangered, and many of them are killed or injured each year because of watercraft collisions or other human activities. You can help save these gentle marine mammals. For free tips on what you can do, call Save the Manatee Club at 1-800-432-JOIN. Thank you. KCOU would like to shout out East Side Tavern. It's the bar that's bizarre. Downtown Columbia's best karaoke comedy club. With a huge selection of drinks and activities and themed nights every week, East Side is a solid place to hang out. Circle Backboard here on KCOU 88.1 FM, KCOU.FM. I'm Chris Mitchell. And I'm not alone. I got Andy Mitchell also right here with me. Also, longtime Chiefs fan, for better or worse. What's up, Andy? Hi. Uh, Doing great. Yeah, you've been watching some uh, Zion tape. And initial thoughts real quick before we get back into the football um, talk? I think we can just this, make this our Zion segment. I think he's, uh, he looks uh, pretty good. Um, 
I have no idea how that first play happened. <laughs> like, describe wow. it to the audience real quick. Okay, so, oh man, I can't see numbers, but the ball is just winged across the court. Of the, okay, so it's the first play highlight reel. I'm like looking for looking for where Zion could be. He's at the complete opposite. Oh yeah, you're talking court. about that Lonzo ball dime from across the court yeah, to Zion. And then bucket just dunks it. Hey man, just lob it from anywhere. I feel like we're getting close to the point where the Pelicans know what to do with Zion also on the court. <laughs> because for all the talk we make about, you know, other teams not knowing what to do with Zion, an equal part of that is also, you know, you, your own team not knowing what to do with you. Looking at you, Sixers. Um, so, yeah, so far, Zion, the returns on Zion been pretty solid. I'd be interested to see how, uh, how he keeps improving because, man, that dude is built like Miami Braun. And like, and then some, which is, which I mean, at the jump was already insane. And then to just add a little bit more on top of that. And he's like, I'm pretty sure he's just like 19. So yeah, whatever you're doing, Zion, Wait, you, keep doing it. Keep doing it, bro. What? How old is he? I'm pretty sure he's like 19. Are you serious? Because I, I know he's not 20 yet. Oh my God. Damn, yeah, man. Anyways, um, on the Chiefs side of the ball, on offense, you had, of course, we're talking about Super Bowl 54, which the Kansas City Chiefs beat the San Francisco 49ers 31-20. to Patrick Mahomes, 42 attempts, 26 completions, 286 yards, two touchdowns, two picks. Not the cleanest game, but, you know, I feel like it doesn't really matter I mean, this was precedent set, set by, you know, other quarterbacks in the Super Bowl. It doesn't really matter, like, if you're, like, having your best, ga- best like, game of your life or not. I mean, of course it does. I mean, it's always nice if that happens. But if it's, like, a two-possession game and you can score in, like, two possessions with the game on the line in the fourth quarter, that's, you know, really all you need. If you only – if if you got the juice – but only in like, but like just enough to get you ahead of your opponent. Hey man, that's good enough, man. If I had to yeah. guesstimate. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't definitely not the previous game, even, even though I'm going to be a truther and say that that second interception was, a, you know, just a freak accident of nature, literally bounced off of Hill's hand and then just barely into the hands of the of the DB, just you know, just random, just random acts of you know, just you know, freak acts of nature happening, and still overcoming, and still doing absolutely insane stuff to close it out, secure a victory, and it's just so fun to watch. He's yeah. the Terminator. He's the Terminator. Yeah, you can't run from him, really. You can't even stop him. You can only hope. To slow him down. Uh, your leading rusher, Damian Williams, 17 carries, 104 yards, one touchdown. Damian Williams. Damian Williams also had four receptions, 29 yards, one receiving touchdown. 
And boy, howdy, what better way to salute the uh, Alex Smith era than to win a game, win the Super Bowl, without throwing a touchdown pass to a wide receiver. <laughs> yeah, baby. That's what that's Chiefs football. If you get right down oh, to it. That that's cinema. <laughs> that's cinema, baby. Mahomes also had nine carries, twenty nine yards, one touchdown. So three touchdowns, all in all. Pretty pretty darn solid outing, all things considered. Uh, your leading receiver, yeah, the, leading receiver Tyreek Hill, nine receptions, one hundred five yards. After that, it's the Lizard King himself, Sammy Watkins, five receptions, ninety eight yards, zero tutties. Travis Kelsey, six yard, six receptions, forty three yards, one touchdown. And we got the coveted Blake Bell sighting as well. One reception for nine <laughs> yards. That was for a first down conversion, wasn't it? Or we got him really close to the chains at least. Very close. Um it was just like it was very, very short. Very yeah. short, but uh, that's what they needed. Yeah. Ultimately, um, so what's up, Richard Sherman? What's up, buddy? Hey, uh, hey, Richard. Did you know that? Did you know that um, you're recovering Sammy Watkins? <laughs> Are you aware of this? I mean, it's one thing to get like sort of juked at your cleats like that, but it's always, you know, if you're a corner, someone talked about this also. If you're a corner, corner, and that happens, you can kind of take some solace and like, you know what. I mean, I kind of got cooked there, but it's whatever. This probably won't result in a first down. And then he just catches the ball anyways. We're on top of that. And just kind of like, oh, well, now I look like a darn fool. And then, oh, my God, the pump fake on that read option by Mahomes <laughs> as he was running it in. Oh, man. So good. So good. That's not to, that's not to say Richard Sherman is bad. I think Absolutely he's quite not. good. Great, actually. He's very good. Great even. But there are some times out there when he kind of, you know, looked like he was getting put in a Boston Crab by the Kansas City Chiefs skill position players. What does that say about Sherman? Uh, probably not as much as it says about the skill position players that are at Patrick Mahomes' disposal and Andy Reid's disposal on the Chiefs. They're pretty good. They're pretty darn good, in all honesty. Yeah, I mean, all it, all it needs is to say, all you need to do is say that Sammy Watkins is your number three, is your number three option. That's right. That's all you need to say. And honestly... Well, I don't think he's quite as fast as Tyreek. His skill set is much more well-rounded than Hills, and that can lead to some pretty, you know, favorable situations. Like, I think he's got more moves and all that jazz. And, hey, man, that's your number three. That's your, th that's your third guy. Yeah. Whew. So, uh, they get getting 80 refitted for his gold jacket in Canton? Better get those measurements in now. I mean, yeah. Cause shoot, dude. I mean, okay. So let's pull back for a second. I mean, 
I already sort of figured that Andy Reid was going to be a Hall of Fame football coach. Like, no matter what happens with this tenure with the Chiefs. Well, actually, a few things might matter. But as long as he, like, keeps, like, he kept, like, that level of, like, quality of football going with the Chiefs, he probably would have been in the, uh, he probably would have made it to the NFL Hall of Fame as a head coach. It might have taken a little bit longer. He may not have been first ballot. Actually, he probably would have been first ballot. It just would have taken a little bit, I think. But now, now that he's finally got his hardware, he's finally got his. It's pretty undeniable at this point, right? There, well, it's not like it was really all that deniable before the Super Bowl. Yeah. Before a Super Bowl. Movie. Yeah. But now, it's at least for us, like, at least now, that, like the general populace. They can get rid yeah. of that stupid, dumb, can't show up for big games moniker title. Just get that out of here. Just toss it into the abyss. Stupid, dumb, wrong, incorrect. Stupid. Foolish. Foolish. It's gone now. Throw it out. I'm tired of it. Ross can't sick use it. it anymore. Sick of it. We're we're sick we're sick and tired of it. He was sick and tired of it. You could tell he was sick and tired of it with the place he was calling. Like, all right, <laughs> this is going to happen. Honestly, this though, matters whether God wants it or not. <laughs> I will make it happen. I will get the Super Bowl ring. Also, I'm very happy that this gives Patrick Mahomes a little bit of a grace period. If you know what I mean? Yeah. Because uh-huh. now, now that he's gotten that Super Bowl MVP and Super Bowl win out the way, we don't have to sit around and deliberate forever about how Mahomes is good, but he doesn't have a Super Bowl or he can't show up for playoff games. All that just been absolutely erased in a matter of well it probably shouldn't have been it probably shouldn't even have been a thing in the first place because i don't think the argument was ever that like he doesn't show up for he can't like quote unquote show up for playoff games uh, but it's like hey man they were just one off sides away from going to the super bowl last year yeah i mean it's like what and it's just like well the Super Bowls are like very important in that conversation, and now Mahomes has one. What do you? Well, yeah, look at that. He's finally got it. He got it. Look at that. His first ever bowl win. It's a Super Bowl. First ever bowl win. Shout out to the Texas Tech Red Raiders. I feel like I should make a pilgrimage to Lubbock now just to pay my respects. Oh man, <laughs> yeah, you're going to Texas, soon, aren't you? Yeah. I mean, we're going to Austin, so for a trip, so not quite Lubbock, and I'm not sure how far Lubbock is away from Austin. It's probably really far because it's Texas. Everything's like a billion miles away from everywhere, so. Deep in the heart of Texas. Yeah, I'm going to get you a Bucky shirt. Don't worry about it. It would be much appreciated. <laughs> I'd love a shirt that says Bucky's on it. All right. Uh, any closing thoughts before um, you got to get out of here? I gotta get out of here in like a couple of minutes, but I would like to close this off with a um, a 
uh, crummy uh, phone monologue, if that's okay with you. I could just sound off for just like a minute or so. Um, Chris, fellow Chiefs fans, um, these are the good days right now. Yeah. Um, This is just the start. Um, People wanted – when you when people would um, talk about their confidence in Mahomes, like, oh, he's going to go win, like, you know, like a ton of – just go out and just win Super Bowls because of how good he was. People wanted to invoke Dan Marino. They wanted to invoke Favre, invoke Rodgers. And I guess what I'm trying to say is Mahomes is none of those guys, and the realm of possibilities is just, like, opened up so wide that you can't even, like – that you can't try to compare to like other very different situations, very different scenarios. I'd like to say um, in the next five years, the Chiefs will have as many Super Bowls as the Raiders and the Broncos at least. Ugh. That'd be good. I'd appreciate that a lot. At the very least. Uh, I'd also like to say, state for the record, that I've seen some pretty bad Chiefs football. I've also seen some pretty good Chiefs football. I've also heard stories of pretty good Chiefs football. And for, like, years, the gold standard for Chiefs football, at least as long as I've been alive, was uh, Marty Schottenheimer football, Marty Ball, things like that. Bone-crushing defense. Not the strongest passing game, but that doesn't really matter. Solid run game. Guys like Derek Thomas, Marcus Allen, Steve Bono, <laughs> to a degree, Joe Montana. Um, outside of that, and then you get into like the Dick Vermeil years with like Priest Holmes, Tony Gonzalez, a little bit of Dwayne Bowen there as you keep uh, progressing through the years, you know. And then you get to the years where the defense was really good again. We had dudes like Tom Bahali, Justin Houston, Derek Johnson, Eric Berry. And none of those years culminated in a title, really. I mean, the closest I ever got was a AFC championship loss, I think. I want to say to the Dolphins, the Bills, mid-90s or something like that. I don't know. I forgot. I forget. But anyways, now there's you a new gold to remember st- it anymore. That's the thing. You don't have to remember it because now there's a new gold standard. That's right. There's an... <laughs> We've officially eclipsed the Marty Schottenheimer era of the Kansas City Chiefs, which I never thought I'd say in my lifetime. But here we are. And the difference is one Super Bowl win. Um, Yep. Anyways, this is fun. I thought about all those players, thought about Jamal Charles, thought about Jeremy Macklin, thought about Alex Smith, thought about Marcus Peters, thought about all these guys who, I don't know, were sort of part of the, who one way, shape, or form influenced or shaped how the team looks now. And, hey, man, for now, I know how volatile uh, playoff windows can be for football teams. This one looks pretty solid for now. And we can get into the, who's and what's and the hymns and hers about how you're going to pay for all this at a later time. So thanks for, thanks for, uh, thanks for tuning into this football talk. Andy, thanks for calling in pal. 
I'll probably see you on Wednesday or Tuesday mm-hmm. night or something like that because we're going to go absolutely stupid at the Super Bowl parade. <laughs> if I could just say one more thing before I dip, not to stomp all over your um, thing. What's up? About, like, what was it, six or seven years ago? We're about six or seven or so years removed from fans wearing paper sacks over their heads in Arrowhead and one of the yeah. players throwing himself in the parking lot. Yeah. And now, and now this. Now here we are. Anyways, uh, you're listening to Quarter Circle Backboard here on KCOU 88.1 FM and KCOU.FM. Don't go anywhere, guys. Final stretch coming up real quick. Don't go anywhere. I'm Chris Mitchell. You know, that one guy from the one show. Don't you hate it when you're listening to the radio and not once do you hear anyone talk about video games for extended periods of time? Introducing Quarter Circle Backward, a solo show dedicated to the sports that you like and the video games that I like. Catch me, myself, and I every Friday from 11 to midnight to hear me chop it up about things like Street Fighter tournaments, the NFL Draft, Red Dead Redemption, and Hoops. His jumper is short. Okay, now a fight breaks up between Kobe Bryant and Chris Childs. Chris Childs punched him twice. What could possibly go wrong? Imagine me, a dog, moving in with a human. I didn't know how it would work. Turns out, my human's pretty entertaining. For instance, every time I give my human his ball, he throws it as far as he can. And I'm like, dude, that's your ball. So I go get it. But he just throws it. Again. I gotta say, though, the more he does it, the funnier it is. I love my human. A person is the best thing to happen to a shelter pet. Be that person. Adopt. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the shelterpetproject.org. Listen to Quarter Circle Backboard here on KCAU 88.1 FM. KCAU.FM. The extra special fancy schmancy Super Bowl episode because KCAU Chiefs won the Super Bowl. And boy, howdy, I'm feeling good. For sure, Chiefs fans everywhere are feeling good too. Um, as we sort of wind things down here, um, I wanted to talk a little bit about. I guess the future of the Chiefs, I guess. Because we talked about this a little bit before Andy left. Friend of the show, Andy Mitchell. Um, There was, there's probably going to be a point where I'll just say this. Patrick Mahomes is probably going to be worth the money that they pay him. If that ends up him in him being like, I don't know, worth 40 million, excuse me, $40 million a year or something. 
then you pay that man. I know uh, Clark Hunt, owner of the Kansas City Chiefs, was sort of like dancing around that topic, but I feel like at this point, with the way that game ended, there's no denying that Mahomes is going to be worth every penny of that extension that you give him. And it'll just work out in some way, shape, or form. And Chris Jones probably earned that uh, contract extension, too, if we're keeping it a stack. Um, I guess it's just a matter of... Uh, Again, it's just a matter of figuring out where all like the X's and O's, the dollar signs are going to line up with each other. That's going to be tough, but as long as you get Patrick Mahomes nailed down to an extension so he stays a chief, not just this year or like the next year, four or something years, but for the rest of his career, make it everyone else's problem but ours, that'd be good. That'd be great even. I say that to say... Yeah, I think the future could be bright. I think it's just a matter of, I don't know, paying the man. How about that? Anyways, thank you guys so much for listening to Quarter Circle Backboard here on KCOU 88.1 FM and KCOU.FM. We got Triple Threat coming up next. And then after that, we got Salute Your Sports. Got a lot of Mizzou sports-related stuff to talk about. It'll be fun, I promise. Anyways, I'm Chris Mitchell again. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Don't go anywhere. Got a whole block of good fun KCOU content to go around. I'll see you guys later today and then later next week.